Morning guys, welcome to Tuesday Manna. I'm so glad you guys are here. So we've been looking through the fruits of the Spirit, right? Found in Galatians 5. And we're almost done. We're wrapping it up. But we saw some amazing things. I mean, looking at love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. And today we get to jump into gentleness. And then we'll kind of wrap it up will self-control next week. Um, remember we've been looking at, the cool thing is the correlation between the fruits of the Spirit and then what Greg has been talking about on Sunday, just discussing the power of the Spirit, right? It's been amazing. I don't know if you've joined small groups, but on ours we've had some amazing discussion just about the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit works in each of our lives. And to hear from other Christians is just, it's powerful. So if you've never done a small group before, here's a little plug, you should join in because it's, it's amazing. It's the church, it's where we get to be a part of the big church, right? Um, but today we are going to talk about gentleness. Gentleness is such a cool, cool fruit. Hey, we all know that one, one or two people in our lives that just have that spirit about them, that spirit, of gentleness. Today I want to look into the Bible and there's a story I want to read that's actually a story of Jesus and we'll talk about that more in a minute. But I want to look a little bit about how gentleness is used in the Bible and how we could define that. Before we do that though, let's pray and let's invite God to join this time and just speak to us through his word. Pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you and God, I thank you so much for your word. God, I thank you for these mornings that we can just give to you. As we study your word, we learn more about you. We hear from you, God, and we talk to you. God, I pray right now that you just speak to us through your word. God, we thank you for your gift of the Holy Spirit. God, our helper. God, it's just amazing what you do. God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for everything that you've done for us. God, I pray that you'd go before this time, that you'd bless it, and that you'd just speak through this vessel. So in your name we pray. Everyone said, amen. All right, so when I think of gentleness, the first verse that pops into my mind is actually Proverbs 15.1, and it says, a soft answer turns away wrath, but harsh words stir up anger. We've all been in that point where we're ready to tip, ready to explode, and then that soft voice of reason, whether it be God or our wives or our coworkers, that soft, gentle voice calms us down, right? God uses that so that it can turn away, turn us away from wrath into where God wants us to go. Um, in gentleness, as I was looking, the biblical outline is it's really used, the abuses, you, you see it as moral goodness, integrity, and kindness. So in those the, the, those kind of ideas is where you see gentleness coming out. Um, if you're looking at definition of gentle, it's free from harshness, sternness, or violence. Um, docile, soft, delicate, moderate. Um, it's interesting because in the Blue Letter Bible, you can look and see kind of the occurrences of the word gentleness in this type thing in the King James Version. And in this day, it was four times. And the cool thing about these four times 
is that every time it mentions gentleness, it's talking about God. Not that there wasn't a gentle soul in the Old Testament, right? But whenever it talks about gentleness, it's God's gentleness to us, to our sin, and how gentle God is with that. Let's, there's just a couple examples. 2 Samuel twenty two thirty six. Thou hast also given me the shield of thy salvation, and thy gen- gentleness hath made me great. Psalms eighteen thirty five. Thou hast also oh that's the same thing. Sorry, those must be quote there. Um, but Second Corinthians ten one. Now Paul, I myself beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence base among you, but being absent and bold toward you. So the gentleness of Jesus, the gentleness of God. Um, and then, of course, in our passage, Galatians 5.22, the fruit of the Spirit is gentleness. And I thought that was so cool how I think we need to hear as Christians the gentleness of God, right? I mean, God is love, but a lot of times people forget about God's holiness and how God is just, and he has to punish sin. And in all of that, he is love, right? So he can still be gentle, but God is still just. God is still holy, right? He's set apart from us. We can't forget about that part of his nature too. We can't just take the nature of love. We have to take God as the Bible defines him, okay? Um, Today, I want to look at a portion in the Bible where Jesus is gentle. And it's interesting because I feel like in this portion, he could have tipped the weights. He could have let his anger flow, right? His righteous anger, because the situation isn't a good one. But in gentleness, he kind of fixes the whole situation, right? He turns away wrath, as Psalms 15.1 says. Um, Or was that Proverbs? But we're going to be in John... Yeah, sorry, Proverbs 51, John 8. And we're going to read verses 1 through 11. So if you have your Bible, I'm reading out of the New King James Version. I just love the sound of it. Whatever version you have, I'm sure is amazing. So John 8, verses 1 through 11. But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Jesus was praying, right? Now, early in the morning, he came again into the temple And all the people came to him, and he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery. Caught in adultery, where's the other part of that, right? That's interesting. (laughs) And when they had set her in his midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what do you say? They said this, testing him, that he might have something of which to accuse him, that they might have something of which to accuse him. Excuse me. But Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger, as though he did not hear. (laughs) Jesus is like, I'm ignoring you right now. So when they continued asking him, right? That kid keeps, they keep asking. He raised himself up and said to them, He who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Then those who heard it, being convicted by their conscience, went out one by one, beginning with the oldest even to the last. And Jesus was left alone and the woman woman standing in the midst. 
When Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? (laughs) Has no one condemned you? She said, No, Lord. And Jesus said to him, said to her, excuse me, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. So there's so many things that we could talk about, but just gen- Jesus' gentle spirit in this time, right? I mean, he could have been a lot harsher, I think, with the Pharisees with them, but he wasn't. I mean, there's some people who say when he was writing in the sand, he was writing sins that they may have committed. I don't know if we'll ever know what he was writing, but I love that he just kind of ignored them at first, started writing, and they kept pestering him, right? Another interesting thing is, right, if they're caught in the act, that's that's two people caught in adultery. Where's the guy, <laughs> right? So, I mean, you're missing that. So they bring the woman to him, and his words are, he was without sin, right? The gentleness of that. If you don't have sin, you can throw the stone. There's only one person in that midst that didn't have sin, right? And he was writing in the sand. Um, Then I want you to notice that their consciences convict them, right? After they heard what he had said, maybe saw what he was writing, they were convicted. They said, well, I've got sin. And they left one by one. Begin, it's interesting, beginning with the oldest. So the oldest one there that brought them to, right, trap Jesus, the oldest says, I'm definitely sinful. And he walks out. And then one by one, they're all gone until it was just Jesus and the woman. And I love Jesus' heart here, right? Woman, where are those accusers of yours, right? Has no one condemned you? No one, Lord. And she said to him, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more, right? So the gentleness of Jesus' response, but still his holiness, right? Go and sin no more. So he had that gentle, loving spirit and charges her to continue on without sinning, right? Which he knows that she's not going to be perfect, but that's both sides of God there. We see the love of Jesus, the gentleness of Jesus, as well as the holiness. He's the only one without sin. He could have thrown the stone Right? He could have fulfilled the law of Moses in that by throwing the stone. He did fulfill, but that's totally different. Um, but he, he didn't. He forgave her and told her to continue on in sinning no more. So as you guys go out today, here's my challenge. okay? Because a gentle answer, as it says again, let's just read that Proverbs 51, 15, excuse me, 1. A soft answer turns away wrath, but harsh word stirs up anger. Sometimes we let our emotions control us. But when we're bought with the price, when we've accepted Jesus as our Savior, been baptized by the Holy Spirit, these fruits are evident. These fruit of the Spirit are evident, excuse me. Gentleness is one. And there's times when we want, when our flesh wants so bad to blow up and make the situation worse and fight, you know, and let that anger go. But remember, guys, when those situations comes up, a soft answer turns away wrath. How can you deal with this the way Jesus did, right? Gently loving that person while encouraging them to stay on track, to stay with God, stay in the Word, right? So when you come across those moments that your flesh is ready to blow up, 
take a deep breath, pray to God, remember your gentleness and answer the way Jesus did, right? Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Now, we can't obviously forgive like Jesus did, but we can forgive those that have sinned against us. So remember that today. Forgive those that have sinned against you because God first forgave you. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Thank you.